This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. <laughs> okay, so I was going to read to you um, the verse that, well, the verse is the story, but I thought that instead we'd get some top quality actors to uh, do it on video for us. So if you have never seen one of these videos, well, I don't know what kind of childhood you had growing up in the church, because this is top quality preaching, top quality teaching. You are about to have your minds blown by this acting, so we are going to watch some Veggie Tales. <laughs> Finally going to their new home. With a big grin, Joshua led his people into the promised land. Unfortunately, he overlooked one little detail. Jericho. Who are you? Who are we? I think we should ask, who are you? Oh, um, I am Joshua, and these are the children of Israel. Oh, hello, children. You can never get over our giant wall, tiny bigger. Yes, tiny bigger. You are not a mighty deer. You are just a baby gherkin. I'm a cucumber. Flee, <laughs> <laughs> you cowards. You may have your guns, but we have our Things weren't going as smoothly as Joshua had hoped, so the Israelites decided to pull back and talk things over. That's a big wall. This time, I really mean it. We should go back to Egypt. Huh? We were in slavery. Nothing is perfect. Well, Joshua didn't know what to do, and he could see that things were getting a little out of control. Then he remembered that whenever Moses didn't know what to do, he would go and talk to God. I'll be right back. So Josh went away from the camp to see if he could hear God. After he had gone a ways, he saw a strange man with a sword. Josh realized that this was a messenger from God, so he immediately fell face down on the ground in reverence. I come with directions from the Lord. Great. What are they? The Lord says to you, Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. March around the city once with all your men. Do this each day for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast, have all the people give a loud shout and the walls of the city will collapse and Jericho will be yours. Josh went back to camp and told the plan to the rest of the Israelites. And the walls of the city will collapse, and Jericho will be yours. So, we're supposed to hop around the city for seven days, blow our little horns, yell, and the walls are just gonna fall down. 
Yep, those are God's directions. Last call for Egypt. Who's coming with me? What we need is serious firepower. Sherry the Curtain! How are we clapping? I have no idea. As your new leader, I think we should try doing it God's way first. Well, God's way still sounded kind of funny, but the Israelites agreed to give it a try. And the next morning, there they were, marching around Jericho. It wasn't long before the people of Jericho noticed the Israelites. around Jericho seven times while the priests blew their horns. And just like God said, when they finished marching, the priests blew one long blast and then all the people yelled.
Okay, so I'm not sure it's exactly as the Bible said it, but it's pretty much on point. You get the point, right? So, we're talking about the walls of Jericho, in case you didn't guess. Um, so, sometimes in life, like I don't know if maybe you get this, um, you feel like, like you're moving, you're like doing stuff, and you're trying to do what you think's right, but nothing around you seems like it's really changing. Like, you think... In work, for example, say you've got a problem in work and you think, right, I can solve it by doing this and I think this is right and I'm doing it, I'm doing it, but nothing changes. Or in life, just all sorts of different things. You could think, I'm going the right way, I'm doing what I think is right. You know, in church we can do what we think God is calling us to do, but then it seems like nothing is actually happening. So you're a bit like, well, what's going on then? I'm doing everything, so what is actually going on around us? But I want to just... Put this out there, and I just want to say, don't be fooled by what you see. Let me give you an example. Everyone now knows I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, I feel really weird saying that. <laughs> it seems so odd. But it took us seven weeks to realize that I was pregnant. Now, it didn't mean that for seven weeks nothing was happening. It means for seven weeks we had no idea because there was no actual way to, for us to see that there was anything different. But seven weeks later, a change happened. So the change was happening inside, but physically outside. Um, you know, myself, I haven't felt ill or anything. So it looked like there was no change. But actually inside, there was a big change, a massive change. Oh, a really huge change. <laughs> oh, literally, that's all. I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is huge. But for seven weeks, we had no clue. Literally no clue. And then Easter Sunday, we find out, and Dan's like, can I tell everyone? I'm like, no, we just literally found out. But for seven weeks, we had no idea. And it can be exactly the same in church life, in work life, in home life. You can think that nothing's changing you can think that nothing's going on but actually things are happening you just can't see it yet actually God's moving you just can't realize it yet it took them seven days of walking around the the walls of Jericho before they actually saw a change happen nothing happened until the seventh day at all not one thing changed and that's that can be exactly the same for us in our lives in our church lives in our work lives we think we're doing the right thing and more than likely you are, it's just you can't see the change yet. So maybe it's not that things are not changing, it's just it's not time for you to see the change yet. It's not time for you to realize that this is working, that this is happening, that God is moving. So don't be fooled by what you can actually see. Because even right now, while we're stood here talking here, God's moving. We can't see it. You can't physically see what's going on, but God is moving. God's always moving doesn't need rest god doesn't need to stop and i love that in the bible where you know on the seventh day god rested not for him but to model to us that we need to rest big time i love rest anyone else come on i love rest i'm so glad god gave us a day of rest are you awesome but god doesn't need rest he's always at work he's always moving we just can't necessarily always see it and uh, this year, I don't know what has happened to my prayer life, but at the start of this year, all I can think about is how faithful God is, right? Come on, how faithful is God? We saw just from a praise report this morning, Dave is back. How faithful is God? Jenny is doing really well. How faithful is God? And we didn't see the change happen with Jenny. We didn't see the change happen in Dave's back, but God moved 
and it's happened. We see now the change that God is making. And I just think God is so faithful, isn't he? Just love God so much. So um, let's just take a look at, um, let's just put Joshua up on the screen, not the man, the words. (laughs) Not the vegetable. (laughs) The first part says, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Now that to me is odd because nothing's happened. He hasn't even done anything. Joshua hasn't been near the walls yet. He's just seen it. Nothing's actually happened, but God's saying, I have delivered Jericho to you. I've done it. And Joshua's like, what? (laughs) No, you haven't. Like, I'm still here. And God's going, you have. I have delivered Jericho into your hands. And I think we can take that as well. God says to us, I have given you the victory. Why? Because Jesus came and died. The victory is yours. You've got it. You didn't have to do anything. You don't have to see any change. God has given you the victory. Now, it's time for our, our part. Just like with Joshua, God had given him the victory before he'd moved and done anything, but he then had to go and play his part. And God has given us the victory. We're going to heaven. Come on, what a victory. That is awesome. We have been given the victory. Now, it's our, our turn to go out into the world, spread the news, get other people to realize that they have been given the victory, that the victory is won for us. It is our job now to move, to do stuff. Because if we don't move, nothing happens. Could God have done that by himself without Joshua? Yes. Did he choose to? No. Why? Because we need to be obedient to God. We need to show God that we can persevere, that we can do this, that we're in this, that we're in it, that we're not just in it for what he can do for us, but actually we're in it for what we can do for him. So God has said, I have given you Jericho. And I just love that because, you know, we have been given the victory. We've already won. We're on a winning streak already. And you haven't done much yet. I'm only 24. I haven't done anything yet, really. I've got loads of, well, I hope I've got loads of time to do stuff now. It's our turn to move now and do stuff. Then we move on and he says about um, how he's going to see the victory. So he tells him to get seven priests and all the army and they march around the wall for six days. Now, when you see Jericho, well, when I think of Jericho, I think of this massive, huge city, like it's massive. But actually, Jericho wasn't that big, as in in circumference. It would probably take them roughly around an hour to walk all the way around the walls. So it's not actually that, that big a place. But the walls were extremely high. Like, extremely high. To the point where I thought, I'm not bringing the statistics because I don't understand them myself. Because <laughs> it's so tall, I can't get my head around it. They were massive. So the problem wasn't that it was big. The problem was that it was high. So the problem wasn't that they couldn't get around it. The problem was they couldn't see over it. Sometimes with our problems, they're not that big. It's just we've built the wall so high, we can't see how to get through it. We can't actually see how we move through this. Sometimes it's not that the problem is actually a massive problem. It might be to you, but it's not actually a massive problem. It's just we built these walls so high, Jericho looks so big. And you stood there and you're like, oh my gosh, Jericho, you're massive. But actually, it's just that we can't see that high. We can't see over the top. Uh, Oh, I lost my trail of thought now. I just blame it on the baby. (laughs) 
So I don't know maybe what your Jericho is. Where's Dan? Dan's going to come and build me a Jericho. It's going to be very good. It's not. <laughs> I don't know what your Jericho is. Maybe your Jericho is that you can't get a job. Or maybe your Jericho is that you've got an illness. Or maybe it's, I don't know, let's think of other stuff. Um, your Jericho could be that you're struggling financially. It could be that you're struggling with a teenager. Who, everybody knows teenagers are hard work. Even I do, and I haven't got one. <laughs> you could be struggling with a loss. You could be struggling with um, problems in your marriage. I don't know. But you, everybody gets a Jericho at some point. And I'm not saying this is the fix to every problem you ever go through. This is just one way that God teaches us that we can deal with our oh, very lovely Jericho. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> I don't think it would take me an hour to get around that. But I think sometimes we so often focus on our Jericho and on the problem that when we're walking around Jericho, we're going, oh my gosh, Jericho, you're so tall. I can't deal with this. You're so big. You're so massive. And it's everywhere I look, everywhere I go, you're there. Jericho is massive. What am I going to do? But actually, what God is teaching us to do is to not focus on the problem, but focus on the solution. Don't focus on the walls. Focus on the word of God. Okay, so we can walk around our Jericho. We don't even have to look at Jericho. Or we could just read in our Bible all sorts of stuff that God says. God says, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. The Lord will fight for you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him are amen to the glory of God through us. So I know you're there, Jericho, but I don't need to look at you. I don't need to focus on you. You're not my issue. What I need to do is focus on what God is saying. And God is saying that he will fight for me. So you can be there and you can get in my way and you can get on my nerves, but I'm not concentrating on you. I'm concentrating on what God is saying. And in that, you start to lose focus of your Jericho, start to concentrate on God and start to build up your faith inside of you. That you don't need to see Jericho. You know it's there, but you don't need to look at it all the time or concentrate on it all the time. You can concentrate on what God says about you, about you and to you and for you and how he's going to help you get your walls down and how he's going to pull them down. That's why I believe God said that I have delivered Jericho to you, to Joshua, because he can walk around his walls, not going... Oh, I can't deal with this. But actually going, well, you know what? God has told me he's delivered it. God has told me it's going to happen. So if it's going to happen, I just keep on walking. And I just wait till God says it's time for it to come down. Because it's not up to me. Nothing I do is going to make a difference. But I'm just going to follow what God says. And as I concentrate on what God says, God is working over there. And God is working on that. And that is when God starts to move. Ooh, breathe. <laughs> So don't give the walls the attention that they most definitely don't deserve. They do not deserve your attention. What deserves your attention is God. We should be walking with thinking about God's word, thinking about praising God, thinking about worshipping God, thanking God. I don't know if I should use this illustration, but I'm going to anyway. I feel like this is what Jenny so did. Like, I love Jenny, don't you? Jenny and Ian. And uh, they were such an inspiration to me through this. Still are, because... Every time I saw Jenny, she never told me about the issue or the problem. She always said, God's going to heal me. God's got me. God's faithful to me. 
And that was Jenny going, I'm not concentrating on you. I'm concentrating on what God says. And God says that he is faithful. And God is faithful. We've seen God's move. The Israelites, they saw that God had moved. They could walk around in confidence that God split the sea for them. God provided food for them. God provided water for them in a desert. That's just crazy. God has provided all the time. And I feel like Jenny did this. And such an inspiration, isn't she? That she walked not concentrating on that, but concentrating on God and concentrating on what he says and that by his stripes we are healed and all this stuff that Jenny would always say to me, she would never go all negative on it, she was always concentrating on how God would move and how God does move and even if he doesn't move in the way she wants him to move, he's still working and I'm like, yes, oh, that's such yes, because you've just made my illustration work <laughs> but isn't it, that's just the way to deal with things, is to not look at the problem, which Trust me, I do this myself. So, you know, this message is definitely for me. I'm working on it myself. But it's to not look at the problem, but think on what God says about how he deals with problems and how he deals with your life and how he's faithful to you all the time. And that is how I'm trying to learn myself to walk through life, to walk around my Jerichos, is not looking at the problem, but looking at how God is the solution to everything. Whew hot up here <laughs> so we'll skip through some of that and it says in uh, joshua 10 joshua said to the people he said let me just have a look but joshua had commanded the army this is just before they let set off do not give a war cry do not raise your voices do not say a word until the day i tell you to shout then shout so it seems a bit odd right that you're not allowed to talk while you're walking around the was why not why should you not speak well sometimes and i'm not saying this is always the case but sometimes we could be walking around and we're starting to doubt because we can't see anything happening we can't see anything moving we can't see anything progressing and so you start to get a bit frustrated and as you're getting frustrated you're saying friends it doesn't even work like what are why are we walking what are we doing this for this is ridiculous and you end up instead of building up faith in yourself saying what god says about you and and saying what god is saying for you you end up building up in your mind frustration that then you're going this is ridiculous i'm walking and nothing what are we doing this what's the point why am i bothering blah 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 and end up sometimes you could end up not even doing your seven laps because you're just like forget it What's the point? I'm going home. I'm going back to Egypt like that little pea was trying to make them do. Isn't it? <laughs> like they're trying to go back instead of just going, no, you know what? I've got to get through this. I have to move through. I can't move back. I have to go on. I can't go backwards. So if I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on in what God says. Instead of whispering to each other, like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? This is, it's not going to work. Concentrating on the problem instead of concentrating on God. So for me, I think Joshua said, shh, shut up. Stop talking and just do what you've been told to do. And just do what God has said will work. Because he's already told us this is going to work. So just do it. Stop talking. Stop bickering. Stop whispering. Stop gossiping. And just do what you've been told to do. And in that, you lose the, the whole frustration. Of course it must have been frustrating. Of course it must have. But you don't need to think about that while you're walking around your walls. You can think on what God says. It's not really a time to pick up a conversation about what you're doing. It's more a time of just concentrate on getting through it. Concentrate on what God is going to do for you. Concentrate on how he's going to push you through it. Your frustration isn't going to change anything. Yes, it's good to share with each other, isn't it? 
I love that we can come together, we can talk about stuff together, but it's never good if we're feeding off each other all our frustrations, because if I'm frustrated and you're frustrated and we're talking, whoa, the frustration's going to go nuts, isn't it? So instead, we just got to go, okay, I'm frustrated, but I'm going to keep going. I'm frustrated, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to speak to someone I trust. That's not going to go, yeah, you're so right, but go, you know what? Just keep on going. You know what? God's got you. You know what? No weapon formed against you shall prosper, so you can keep on walking. God is with you. God is for you. And those kind of people, they're the ones who push you through it. So if you just stop talking for a minute, then maybe, just maybe, God's going to be like, you got this. Keep going through. If you're talking, you can't hear God. If we're talking all the time, we can't hear what God is saying. How awesome is it? We did this on prayer and praise, and we did it this morning, where you get those moments with God, it's just silence. No one's singing, no one's talking, nobody's whispering. You just get to sit in God's presence. Isn't that lovely? Sometimes it's just so what you need is silence. It's not fuss and all the talking that you have all the time in your week. All the time we talk. I talk all the time. I love talking. But it's so good sometimes when you can sit there. And you know what? Silence with God is not awkward. It's not Don't you hate it? Don't you hate an awkward silence? Oh, I hate an awkward... I can't deal with it because then I have to speak. I just can't... I can't sit there in silence. It's weird. You know, like you get those people who are like... So, it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I hate an awkward silence. But with God, it's never awkward. Because if you're not talking, it's more than likely that God is going to start talking. So the silence is never awkward or weird. It's good. I love people who I can sit with in silence and it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes on a Sunday, I mean, this only happens when grandma's not around because she talks so much. <laughs> and she's like, I don't like people who don't talk. But sometimes on a Sunday, we literally sit there for like a good hour and we don't speak at all. But it's not awkward. It's not weird. It's just, it's comfortable. And it's exactly the same with God. You should be comfortable to be quiet in God's presence. Why? Because that means God will start to move and God will start to speak to you. And you can actually hear what he says. And you don't need to interrupt him all the time. I just love that Joshua asks them to be quiet. Because it just works sometimes, you know. Sometimes you just need a bit of silence. Oh, I'm lost again. <laughs> Keep blabbing on, I tell you. <laughs> I think sometimes we can talk so much also that, um, you know, like you're walking around your walls, you're talking so much, but at the end, you're supposed to give a war cry, but you've spoken so much, you lost your voice. So you can't even finish what God's told you to do because you've spoken so much and how frustrating it is. You kind of lost your little bit of worship. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you've been so frustrated with something. So frustrated that you're like, I'm not even going to sing because I'm frustrated. I can't even get it out. And that's sometimes what happens, don't you think? Sometimes we've spoken so much, riled it up so much, that then we're like, I can't even worship now. Can't even flip and sing now. I want to sit out there and get away from everyone. I'm in a mood. <laughs> sometimes that happens, and that's why sometimes we need to learn to stop talking. I need to learn to stop talking. I know I do. Because <laughs> sometimes I just get myself worked up. I speak to myself sometimes, like, go on, Emily. Yeah, you tell them. I'm like, what am I doing? Stop. Stop. <laughs> you know, it's, but it happens. So, you know, we don't want to lose our voice when it's time to scream, right? Because if they didn't shout, the walls don't come down. So don't lose your voice at that point. Because you need it. You need to save your voice. My absolute favorite part of this story absolute favorite part 
It's when they've walked the seventh one. Because, you know, if it took an hour a day-ish for six days, on the seventh day, they have to walk for seven hours. Blinking heck. I mean, you'd be tired, wouldn't you? Seven hours, round and round. No change of scenery. Dan always says, I'm not going for a walk. Because when we walk somewhere, it's fine. But I have to walk back and see the same thing. Well, get over it. <laughs> but they have to walk round and round. See the same thing seven times. But they get to the last bit. And the horn goes for a long time. And they get to put out that big cry. And I feel like because they've been walking around going, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Talking about what God can do. They've built up so much faith in them that they're so ready to burst through this cry. And they're so ready to see what God's going to do. Because it's been a long time. A week walking around walls is a long time. Okay? And seven hours in one day is a long time. And I feel like they're building in them, building in them. They get to scream this bit of war cry and I love that because sometimes we come to church and I'm like I just need to sing you know sometimes I'm like I'm not going to sing and then other times I'm like I need to sing today I've had a good week you know when we hear praise reports about Jenny and and Dave I'm like I have got a war cry coming out of me today come on God is so faithful we're going to worship God and we should be like that all the time I know but there's a point sometimes you get to where it's like if I don't worship God I'm going to burst isn't it (laughs) I mean I get like that I just do I love worship it proper builds me up but I think this moment for them is like massive moment where they get to scream and like just let it all out. Even if it's sometimes it's frustration, they get to let it all out. And in that moment, the walls just poof, right down flat. That is awesome, don't you think? Oh, I'd be blown away. It's so good that I wasn't an Israelite because I'd have been like on, I, you know, like on steroids crazy. Like I'm not even kidding. I'd have been like, hey, Daddy, Oh, I think this stuff's awesome. I read about it. I get so excited. Like, I, although I don't wish I was an Israelite. 40 years in the desert. Whoa. It's a long time, man. Long, long time. <laughs> but there's something so awesome about being able to worship together. Isn't that when we're going through stuff? Isn't it so awesome when you can come together all singing under one name, singing under one reason, all for one thing? And it's just awesome. And I feel like this moment for them, so awesome. They're all together. Not so awesome when you're on your own, is it? You can imagine one of them walked all the way around and then he's like, ah! <laughs> Not so awesome. Doesn't build you up at all, does it? You're just like, well, great. That was awesome. When there's loads of you, oh, it's like in Rock Nations. You know, they go like, everybody give God a shout to praise. And if nobody does it, apart from one, it's just like, oh, that was good. But when everyone does it, it makes you go, yeah, you can't help it. It just comes out of you. It just bursts out. And in that moment of when we've done our walking and like, I feel like, damn, I hope this will be for Jenny. I hope Jenny will get to come up next week and get to give her walk cry, right, don't you? Because she has been faithful, faithful walking around, faithful walking around. Her walls are all down and she gets to give this moment of praise come on god is so worth praise is he not he is so worth praise and i love that part of the story i absolutely love that part but there's one part of the whole story that we see all the way through that i think maybe sometimes we really struggle with 
like really struggle. I, I know I struggle with this. Is the fact that there was such a long wait to see anything. There was so much wait going on. You know, they only had to walk like roughly an hour, hour a day. And then they had to wait all day until they go again. And then all day until they go again. And six times and then seven times. They have to walk for seven hours. And what a wait that is. What a long wait. And sometimes we are in the waiting. Yeah, that's why we sung that new song today. And we're going to sing it at the end. Sometimes we are in that waiting zone where we're like, okay, let's go again. Okay, day two. Okay, let's go again. And sometimes it isn't seven days. It could be seven months. It could be years. It could be, well, I don't even know. Sometimes the breakthrough doesn't come like that. God can't just answer a prayer sometimes like that. But in the waiting is where God is, right? This is nuts. I, I feel like, you know, the Bible, it's just so undescriptive sometimes. You know, this story gets on my nerves. I'm like, yeah, but just tell me how they felt. You know, tell me what they were saying. But it doesn't. So I have to work it out myself. I feel like God did that on purpose because he winds me up with it. And then I have to think about all this stuff. And this is what I think. I think that as they're waiting... Because they're getting to, because it doesn't say, and everybody says this, but it doesn't actually say in the Bible that they were mourning the whole time. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say they were mourning about having to walk around the walls. It doesn't say it at all. But yeah, every time I've heard a message on the walls of Jericho, they're like, can you imagine? They must have been right miserable, mourning, mourning, mourning. It doesn't actually say that in the Bible. So for me, I think, and you know, this is just my, my thoughts, so it could be totally wrong, but this is what I like to think, is that with every step they're taking, they're getting so faith-filled, going, come on, we're almost on day seven. We're almost on day seven. That in their wait, it's, the change isn't happening around them. They see no change at all. But actually there's a change starting in them, where they're going, I don't need to concentrate on the problem. No, that's, that's fine. Problem can stay there till God's ready. But inside they're changing because their hearts are getting so faithful and they're getting so confident in who God is and they know what he's done and they know he's going to move again because he's told them he's going to move again and I love the fact that well I say I love the fact but it's not a fact (laughs) I love the thought that actually you can put a positive spin on what's happening there you can put a positive thought on what's happening there and in our weight we don't need to be worried or miserable or mourning which is natural it's natural to do that sometimes. But actually, we can get so filled with faith sometimes. Going, God's already won. We're already going to heaven. We've already got the victory. That this is, this is fine. God's got my back. And so the change may not be happening around us. We might not actually see what God is doing. But there is a change happening in our hearts. Because we're now changing our minds, going, I'm not going to concentrate on the walls, concentrate what's happening there, I'm concentrating on what God says, I'm concentrating on doing what God says, I'm concentrating on moving forward. And so the change could actually be happening inside of you, you just don't realize it yet. You just haven't seen that in you yet. It could take a while, but you're going to see a change in you. Because once you change your mindset, that's it. Once you've got in the habit of changing your mindset, oh, things change. Things change. They do. They just do. That's why it says transform your mind in the Bible. Why? Because then things change. Then things happen. You think differently, so you act differently. You think differently, so you do things differently. 
that's awesome. Don't you think that? Sometimes we could get into a place where actually we're full of doubt and we can, we can decide to switch our minds and go, not thinking about all the bad stuff about this, not thinking about all the negative stuff about this. I'm going to think on the positive side of this. How can we get through this positively? How can I keep myself positive? Get yourself people around you that are going to keep you positive. Don't get you people who are going, oh, you know, you are really ill. <laughs> Just like no help whatsoever. Get yourself around people who say, you know what, I believe in God. And he'll move in the way he wants to move. Yeah, yeah. But we believe in a God of miracles. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that miracle looks like, that's what, it lo- that's what it says in the Bible, isn't it? That's what we see through the Bible. So get yourself around people who say, you know what, you didn't get the job. Big deal. It's fine. There's other jobs. We got you. God's got you. God is faithful. You know, this is, this is the kind of stuff we need to be thinking instead of going, oh my gosh. This is a nightmare. Oh, stressing out, which is something I do. And Dan was looking at me like, you do that, which I do. <laughs> I big time do. But I'm trying and I'm really trying and I really want to encourage you to try with me to change your minds and go, you know what? Let's stop looking at the negative side and look at the side that's really, really going to help and really going to push us through. And the way that God speaks about you and about your situation. You want to know how he speaks about it? Read your Bible. Isn't it? Just read your Bible. So much. You find so much stuff. So much stuff. We can have the worship team now. Oh gosh, I'm knocking Jericho down. (laughs) Basically, I only really spoke that message to tell you one thing. And it's one thing that I've been thinking all year. And I love it. And I've already, I opened with it and I'm going to close with it. God is faithful. He is faithful. If he says it, he's going to do it. What he starts, he's going to finish. He is faithful in everything, all the time. He is, even when you fail him, even when you're unfaithful, he's still faithful. Mind blown, isn't it? But he's still faithful. So the worship team, maybe we should move Jericho so everyone can see them. (laughs) Worship team, are going to sing this new song. I want to encourage you, though, if you don't know the song, Try not to sing along. Because what happens is when we worship and we get a new song, we're so concentrated on singing it right, we're not actually taking in the words. Okay? So I want you to try and sit there and listen to these words because they are so powerful. It says, Sing praise, my soul. Find strength in joy. Let his word lead you on. You know, just like I was doing round the walls with the Bible, let his word lead you on. Do not forget his great faithfulness. He'll finish all that he's begun. Take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's in the waiting. For you who holds the stars, who calls them each by name, will surely keep your promise to me, and I will rise in your victory. Amazing words, right? We're going to sing it, and I just hope this song really, really resonates with you and just, just sinks in and soaks up because it's beautiful words just and so true and i just hope that this message has encouraged you i didn't want to come with like doom and gloom today i wanted to build you up today i wanted yes come on god is faithful today i want some happy faces in the house big smiles in the house that's what we want yes amen amen we're gonna sing Wow.
This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.